Airport baggage claim. When I flew to Australia, I was like, I was like 18. This is my first time like away from kind of home after graduating high school. I flew there and Air Canada lost my baggages when I arrived in Sydney, Australia. And like for three days, I had like nothing. Oh. Because I was silly and I put all of my like checklists and everything in my that bag instead of my carry-on and all my money in that bag. Oh, it, you didn't take your money on you? On your I bag? had like I had like a little bit of money, but then most of it was in my bag. And I was like, good learning experience, but... I got back from a flight from Cuba, and this is why I'll never fly Sunwing again, because they suck. One third of the bags on the plane were missing. Like wow. a full third of the bags on the plane. So if you can imagine, I mean, it was an overnight flight. We were just bagged. We had a three-year-old child with us. We're expecting to get our bags. I think we had one of our three bags Jeez. was actually there. And so I had to wait in this baggage claim line with like a third of the people on this flight for them to process. They had like one staff member working the baggage claim. Yeah, it was probably the biggest pain in the butt process I've ever experienced with an airline. There was no sympathy from Sunwin whatsoever. There's always that mistake behind the scenes, eh? Yeah. Like, you know, how your baggage is being handled and the the condition of the guys doing it. They've got all these carts and they hook them up and unhook them and rehook them back yeah. up again. And they're driving around all over the I airport was... and you're wondering what's going on back there. And, you know, are they chucking your bags and stomping <laughs> on them? I mean, I don't know. To this day, I have no idea what goes on. Like, as soon as you watch your bag <laughs> go away. And, like, I always make a point every time I fly is I'll make sure like, I'll watch my bag until I can't see it anymore. I'm like thinking, what's going on? Like, what happens next for that bag? See, you're too young for Mr. <laughs> dress up. Mr. Dress up would have covered that, or, or uh, Mr. Rogers would have covered that in his, you know, here's how things work. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got some more bags coming through here, guys. Oh uh, yeah, uh, there's some more bags coming down the, so uh, the conveyor belt. Coffee breaks over. Is that what you're saying? Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I only had a sip. What do you want me to do? Yeah, where are these bags going? Check the tags. What do they say? San. And then it's smudged. There's a few cities that start with San. Yeah, okay. San well, Diego, San Francisco, uh, just, San Bernardino. I, I see three bags here. Why don't you just put one bag in each of those three? Okay. And one will get to the right place. The other two that you've just figured out. Awesome. You want to take care of that? Three bags. It's not cool. that much. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'll do San Bernardino. Do you want to yeah. do San Francisco? And then uh, you can do San Diego. Oh, uh, no. I'm I'm a union. I've already worked my... Uh, pull capacity for the day so oh, yeah. oh. what is the pull capacity for uh, the day it's uh you know uh 1700 pounds i mean you know you have to actually weigh each individual bag as they're coming off the conveyor belt right to know your pull capacity oh i've been doing that for years i've been working for years i've probably been overworked you've been over pulling i think you've probably been over pulling well i think i don't need to work then do you think that's okay if i just don't do do this i'd like to see a system where we can tally how much over our pull weight and get paid an extra dollar per pound that we pull over our pull weight. As they have this discussion about pull weights and uh, unionization, all of the bags on the conveyor belt uh, <laughs> completely pass by them and go into uh, the next room, which is dark and uh, full of another group of people. Those guys out there aren't doing their job like i've never seen this much luggage in this our room one in guys, our overflow yeah. room well they, they made it to overflow so these bags uh obviously are don't need to go to their destination no, anymore. These just sit here well i think it'd be easier if we send it back to the origin and then they can figure it out from there all right well let's put it on the origin conveyor belt then oh do you not know oh, guys i'm past my 1700 so this is, this is you guys oh i'm past my weight capacity though there's a weight capacity yeah you have to weigh each individual bag. You guys didn't know this? Oh, no. Tell us more. 
Well, you, you and, have to, and as, they, <laughs> as they have this conversation, the uh, bags continue onto a conveyor belt and drop into a uh, sort of a big pit, a, a big container in the middle of the airport. That's just above one of the restaurants. How's your dinner, sweetie? Eat up before it's, the flight. Kunk. Ma, ma, kunk. It's really good, but kunk. look at it. Look what's going out outside the window. Kunk. Look at that big pit. Look at all those kunk. Bags going in there. Oh my god, that was our bag. That was our bag. Those were our bags. My stuff lumps in there. You didn't bring uh, your stuff lump in your carry on? No. But uh, that's how we were going to calm you down during the flight. What's that pit? Like, we'll get our bags, won't we? Like, we, let's ask a flight attendant or something, because maybe that goes to the plane. That's hi, your job. Uh, I'm only five. <laughs> hi, um, uh, Sunwing flight attendant. How can I help you? What was your name? Sorry. Candace? Candace. We are the Johnson family. Okay. Hi, is, hi, Johnson family. Uh, so, How can uh, I help you today? Uh, so, what's that pit? We just saw our bags fly down there and his mm. snuffleupolis or whatever is down there. We have unions here to protect our employees, obviously. And usually when they've worked to their, their overweight limit, bags end up at that pit. It's nothing to be concerned about. I imagine once you get on your flight, you'll arrive at your destination and you should probably uh, see your bags within one to uh, 17 days. One to 17 days. Our trip is only, our trip is only for a weekend. Mm, yeah. Okay. What, what happens if we go for the weekend, come back, and our bags then go, and then come back, and all our stuff is just chasing us? That's not our problem. Uh, we're just responsible for getting you to the destination. We, uh, it, it's the new Sunwing uh, fuck you bag policy. We don't really give a shit what happens to your bag. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. This is why you're flying so cheap on this vacation to, uh, where are you going? Sydney. I can't sleep without my stuff alone. I know I'm going to be dealing with a crying kid for the whole weekend. That's okay. You can uh, just borrow one of our free uh, Sunwing stuffies. Uh, here you go. It's in the shape of a anteater. Do you want this anteater? It kind of has a long face, kind of like a snuffleup. I imagine is some sort of elephant. It looks gross. It's not snuffleup. Do you know this kind of smells too? We have to share them with the other passengers who have also got their bags in the in the pit. I'm seeing like three different families, with, all with small children, and we're all going to be sharing mm-hmm. this little anteater. Yeah, absolutely. Cut to the Sunwing Corp people writing their fuck you bag policy. <sighs> Guys, let's just get this over with. I need to go for lunch. I really think that we should. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm uh, at my overpin limit. I've written too much already today. Oh, man. Are you? Yeah, yeah I can I've, only write I've, 1,700 words. I've got a bit. I'll take some notes. Okay. Uh, so, like, we've got this down pat. We should be able to figure this out and get this on paper okay. and go for lunch right away. We've, Let's bang this out. You know, first of all, I think we should mistag them right at the very beginning. And what would be the purpose of that? Well, it's part of our fuck you bag pol- right. policy. Okay. And I just think if we are really to enhance that experience and make people have that deep-seated resentment mm-hmm. after their flight, this would be a good start. I think we um, sort of a, like a creepy tampering policy. Like if we see... A, a bag that's obviously a woman's bag. I, I would get one of our baggage handlers to go in and sort of you or know, at least move, move the underwear around a little bit. Uh, or at least bathe one. Now, is that in front of them or behind the scenes? In front. I'm, I'm thinking in, in front. front of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, right there while they're checking in the lines behind yeah. them. Everybody can see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, that's because yeah, I, I think good. I think the, the most difficult we can make there at the beginning of their trip. The rest of the trip can only go out from here. Is really we're doing them a favor. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and we're managing their expectations. Yeah. Like if it if it starts off bad, they pretty well expect that they're not going to see their luggage by the time they're right. And so managing expectations, I think, is 
one of the better it's things we can do. It's a big do. part of our business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how are we going to write this in our in our code with the least words and the least amount of ink? Because I like that we're also using pens. Miss tag will be one, and, and then bag search will be two. And finally, just write crumbs. Like, I think it should just be <laughs> random food crumbs when people open their luggage when they finally do get it. Now, would we do that during the bag inspection, or would we do another opening in the back? Look. I think it's second opening, because yeah. then they see us just tampering with the stuff beforehand. Then we zip their bag back up. And then when they get their bag, finally, after right. weeks, right. and open it, and there's crumbs in there, like, what? Right, and it makes Come sense. On. The baggage handlers are back there eating anyway. We right. don't want our front-end people. Well, the union makes them have, have four or five coffee and biscuit breaks yeah. an hour, so. And it's entirely possible that the um, you know the crumbs will attract mice and rats. Mm. And we, we have that rodent problem we haven't dealt with, because uh, the rodent people have hit their over most limit already so and now i have one more suggestion yes uh, i think it's important that any bags that are locked we break the locks mm -hmm. and then we wrap tape around it in both directions like five or ten times right. and just to secure it but i know they'll be really uh, mm -hmm. angry when that trying to get in their bag yeah, with would, all that, that tape what do you think me. about that i think it's great you know once once people you know arrive at their destination like you mentioned can only go up from there mm -hmm. right? so we'll just put out as free taping service Yes. That's a good way to word it. Yeah, totally. Okay, perfect. We're going to have to up the tapers tape limit per day, though. Oh, jeez. We have, we have to go back to the union again. We were. This is why we were doing this. We were trying to avoid fighting with the union. I don't think we have a tape roll clause in, in our union clause with our baggers, do we? Do you know what? My whiteout limit is still 100%, so yeah. I'm, I'm good to go to white out whatever we have in our closets if I, we need to. I think like, we're under gluing as well, so uh, crazy glue. Would like, I know we have a scotch tape clause in our corporate package, right. but I'm not sure. But anyway, okay. Okay. We'll check. So, good. Uh, have we decided where we're going for lunch yet? Somewhere with long lines. I feel like, I feel like waiting. <laughs> okay, and see. <laughs>